Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hi there, you're very welcome. You're listening to the very first bonus episode of Open Book presented by Go Loud. I'm Louise Cooney and I'm so excited we finally launched season two. In each bonus episode this season, I'm going to give you guys a little insight into what's going on in my life, what I'm up to, as well as a sneak peek at the full episode, which will be out on the Wednesday. I'm so excited to be back and to be able to share the new season with you all and the reaction to the first episode has been amazing. Rachel Gary is just incredible. I think everybody was just in awe of her listening to her and I think a little bit shocked as well at some of the messages she's received and just how she's coped so well with with everything. I was emotional listening back and it was actually just really nice to listen back and listen to her story again, even though I'd already listened to it the first time. This last week was really busy when I posted the first episode. I was actually over in London at a Laura Mercier launch for New Foundation. It's called Real Flawless and it's amazing. I've been wearing it every day since. And then I'm actually back in London today for the launch of H&M and Moogler's collection. So keep an eye on my Instagram for all the updates there. This stuff looks fab. I'll be waiting for it to go live. It goes live on May 11th and their designer collaborations always sell out. So I'm very excited about it. And this weekend was just very, very chilled. Did very little. So I'm excited to be back with a bang with our bonus episode. So in the bonus episodes each week, I'm going to ask our guests from the full episodes questions, like extra questions. I've got a pack of cards that have completely random questions on them and I'll let the guests pick the questions at random and it's just a nice way to learn a little bit extra about our guests and ask them something maybe I wouldn't think to ask them and you just never know what kind of a conversation that sparks. So because this is our launch week, we thought we'd give you an extra treat and give you two guests in this bonus episode. Every other week, it'll just be one. But for this week, we have put in Rachel Gary from last week and our next guest, which is Sarah Knight. Sarah Knight is the New York Times bestselling author. She is known for her amazing no fucks given guides the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck or you do you. I read them years ago and they're really, really good. And she's actually just a really, really interesting person to talk to. So we'll kick off with Sarah's random questions from the deck of conversation cards that I have here. It was actually really fitting. The question was, what is the best advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice that anybody ever gave me and that I unfortunately have not always followed was my mother who said, Sarah, never put anything in writing that you wouldn't want to see on the front page of a newspaper. (laughs) Do you want to tell us the backstory to that when you haven't always followed that? I do not. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that the occasional times that I have not followed that advice, it has come back to haunt me. So folks, if you're listening, never put anything in writing that you wouldn't want to see on the front page of a newspaper. (laughs) I love that. Just a little bit of bonus advice for you all. So Sarah, I know that, you know, you give a lot of advice for a living. You write guides on how people can kind of remove things that aren't helping them in their lives, that are holding them back, that are wasting their time and their energy. My question for you is, how do you know what it is that you should be putting time into? How do you how do you know what makes you happy and what makes you feel successful? 
So you can't be afraid of a little trial and error. And the fact is that some things are going to make you happy in some parts of your life. Uh, and 10 years later, those same things are not going to make you happy. And hearkening back to our original episode, you have to listen to your brain and body and what they're telling you. And if you are exhausted, sad, frustrated, angry, sick, you know, all the time, then you've got to look at your life and think, what is it that's making me feel this way? Is it a person in my life? Is it my workplace? Is it some way that I feel about myself, you know, that I that I haven't addressed yet? And really listen to your brain and body in a really quick way to identify what makes you happy and what doesn't is just to do a quick visualization exercise. And this sounds a little bit woo-woo, but for example, say you get invited to a wedding and it's a destination wedding. It's people you don't know that very well. Uh, it's going to cost a lot of money. You don't really have the time to spare to take off from work to do this. But you're feeling like, oh, I should go, even though I don't feel great about it. Visualize. Stop. Visualize. How are you going to feel at four o'clock in the morning when you're in a very expensive taxi cab on your way to the airport for an event that you don't want to go to. How's that feel? Do you feel angry with yourself for saying yes? Do you feel trepidatious? Do you feel kind of sick? Do you feel annoyed? Then that's something that's not going to make you happy and you, you shouldn't do it. And you can apply that same kind of self-introspection to things that are currently happening, You know, not decisions you have to make, but things that are currently happening in your life. You can be like, how do I feel, like literally feel in my heart, in my lungs, in my gut, and if the answer is annoyed, scared, frustrated, angry, sad, then that's probably something that you should try to eliminate from your life or improve. I do find there's a lot of self-help journals out there at the moment where, the, like, where you can prioritize what are my priorities this week. And I find that really helps me. Like what are my goals for the year? That's essentially what I want from my year and for, from my, my life. So I find writing things down really helps me. I'm a huge fan of writing things down. Love to write things down. I just think that, you know, it really helps you organize your mind. And a lot of people say, I don't know where to begin. Begin by writing it down. What does success look like for you? Do you know exactly? At age 44, success looks like enjoying my days, you know, enjoying my day to day. It was very different when I was 21, when I was 25, when I was 30. My vision of success had a lot more to do with my professional accomplishments, had a lot more to do with money. Even though I'm doing much better financially now than I was then, then it was more important to me because I just thought that's what made made it all worth it, all of this hard work, you know? And now I just... It just, I think it's just, you know, the older you get, the more you just want to feel good every day, you know, the less important it is to sacrifice yourself to, to a career or to, you know, other people's idea of what should make you feel good. I think that's um, a very important thing as well. It's like when you're in a busy environment, other people's ideas of happiness can sometimes be pushed onto you. And I think even sometimes in the online world that can happen, you can look and say, this is success for them. Maybe that's what success should be for me. And it's so important to differentiate what is that for you and not what is that for somebody else. Yeah, comparing yourself against other people is just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that little teaser into our full episode with Sarah, which is out on Wednesday. And as you know, last week we did a full episode, our first full episode with Rachel Gary. And I have some extra questions with her as well, which because it's our launch week, I'm going to share with you today. The first question Rachel picked randomly was, what do you still want to do before you die? Oh, I'd love to do something mad again. 
You did a skydive. Yeah. So what else <laughs> can you do like after that? I'm like, and you raised what? How much money did you end up raising? Like seven? nearly a quarter of a million in the two years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. But that's my followers. Like that just goes to show how amazing mm. they are. Mm-hmm. Like on the power of social media, I suppose. Like mm-hmm. the the positive side. Which they want to support you and. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm. But I'd love to do something like mad again. <laughs> okay, how do we go madder than that? I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to do bungee jumping, but I would love to do something like really like to get the adrenaline going and just mm. something really like once in a lifetime like I don't think I'd ever skydive again I said I would but then the more I think of it then the fear sets in yeah so definitely I'm not, not the right person to ask for this because really? I'm like <laughs> I'm scared of heights I'm like I don't like anything like that too. I'm scared of heights too put yourself out of your comfort zone and do something hmm. that makes you really uncomfortable I think I'd yeah I'd love to do something that you wouldn't do every day or that like not a lot of people have done Maybe a bungee jump, but I don't think I'd do it. Would you ever move anywhere and live in a different country? Oh, that would be a big move, wouldn't it? Mm. Would I be brave enough to do that? Have you ever like wanted to or ever considered it? Yeah, we did talk about maybe like when we were older and the kids were older. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm such a homebird as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit like that now that I've gotten older too. I'm like, really? where would I be going? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine where I am. Okay, let's try another one. Is there anything you regret not doing due to fear? Oh, I think fear can hold you back from a lot. Like I wasn't going to set up the page because of fear and mm-hmm. what people might think. Mm-hmm. Or So I think if you just don't let fear rule you, then you can do anything. Like I never thought I'd be sitting here with my own business and like having the following I have. And here I am. And I, I nearly didn't have that because of fear. So I just think push yourself. Don't let fear just, you can do anything if you don't let fear get in your way. I know that Daniel pushed you to start the page. Yeah. You find you have to do, do that for yourself now that he's not here anymore. Push myself 100%. Yeah. Because I'm always thinking like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Or maybe I like, I really need to push myself out of my mm-hmm. comfort zone. To be like, just give it a go. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. And you know, not everything always works out the first time. You know, it might take two, three, four, five, six times yeah. before it works. So really push yourself out of your, out of your comfort zone I think, I think that's when you can like achieve things is when you're pushing yourself and yeah. really trying something different or it won't just, always work out no or you can just stay still for the rest of your life but imagine where you could go yeah what would be your advice for someone who's like I don't know where to start I don't know how to push myself just start somewhere everybody has to start somewhere if you can just try and not think of what because look everybody's going to have an opinion anyway mm-hmm. but your opinion is the only one that matters mm-hmm. so do what makes you happy and try and not let others influence your decisions Mm -hmm. and great things can happen yeah and like to figure out why is it that you're doing what you're doing like what is the purpose and if you're passionate about something give it a go let's do one more they're so hard they're They're so hard hard. what have you learnt from people you've gone out with and I'm just gonna say what have you learnt from Daniel like what things have you taken from him that you try and bring with you oh um, I mean, you met him so young, it's probably hard to even remember what was life like before. I know, I'm like, that's hard. Let me think about that for a second. He taught me to be very strong. I would never consider myself as a strong person. And people always say, you're so strong. And I'm like, that's like if you knew, if only mm. you knew. So I think like his strength. And I, I always found like, even with his illness, I always kind of found like, if he can keep going mm-hmm. and he can laugh and everything he's going through then I seriously need to put my game face on and do the same. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, he definitely taught me strength 
Can I ask, why did you think you weren't strong? I just felt like throughout his 18 months, I, to be honest with you, I felt like I was a mess. I felt like I was always crying. I used to stay in the hospital room and I wouldn't be wearing makeup. And when I cry, I just go red, like my big mm. red nose. And he calls me Rudolph. And I remember he had septicemia and I was talking to the nurse and they were like, look, he could die or whatever. And I didn't tell Daniel this. And I remember going out when I was ringing his parents and my parents and coming back in. And he, he took one look at me and he was like, who are you crying to on the phone now? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So I used to put makeup on because he'd never tell if I was crying or not. Mm. So he'd be looking at me and he's like, are your eyes watery? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I just think I was always crying or I was always like, until I was like, right, okay. I think the worse his illness got, weirdly, the stronger I knew I needed to be for mm -hmm, him. Mm -hmm. At the start, I couldn't be consoled and I was like crying all the time and he was the strong one. And then slowly but surely as it was coming to the end of his life, we switched roles. Mm. I remember the nurse saying that to me as well. She said at the start, you didn't want to know. She said, you didn't want to know how bad it was and Daniel wanted to know everything. They always ask at the end of the time, have you got any questions? So I came to a stage where Daniel said, keep your questions and I'm going to walk outside and you'll find out whatever you need to find out. Mm. I don't want to know anymore mm. because it was just bad news after bad news after bad news. And remember the nurse saying to me, it's like he switched roles. You're really strong now and mm. he just doesn't want to, to know anymore. Mm. Going through what mm. I went through with Daniel nearly broke me and I'm like, but it makes me also very grateful as well. So I think like it has, has also taught me a lot. No, I totally understand that because it's nice to like appreciate people while they're here and like make time for the important things. You yeah, know? sometimes exactly. you can be so busy that you forget unless yeah. you're reminded. And now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do forget, and sometimes I have to be reminded. Okay, don't be giving out about the room not clean or mm. you know silly little things that I used to kick myself about. Like I'd be giving out to Daniel during our marriage, like see them football boots you're leaving everywhere and now I'm like what I do to pick up his football boots again you know so I do the same with the girls when I'm like you have to clean your room and look but at you'd, them but you'd never you'd never if you were told that in the moment you'd still give out about the football boots <laughs> and when he was sick I was still giving out to him you know what I mean he was like did you think a cancer diagnosis would get me off the hook I'm like no pick up your shoes <laughs> you know so just yeah. like well strength yeah. is a great thing to, to take from him and he sounds yeah. like an amazing man he was, he, re he really was, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing so much and... Very welcome. Yeah. Any excuse to talk about that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the bonus episode of Open Book presented by Go Loud. This is a new addition to season two and I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to review, share, subscribe, all those wonderful things so we know what you think. And just one last reminder to check out the full interview with Sarah Knight on Wednesday on the Go Loud app or wherever you get your podcasts.